Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. At this point, you better know who it is. It's your boy, DJ Billy A. And across from me, as always, is my man, 50 grand, posted up in front of his microphone stand. Why don't you lean in and tell him who you am, my friend? Oh, no. <laughs> it doesn't matter what my name is. No? All that matters is our plan. Hmm. To destroy the podcast. (laughs) That's not my plan. With no survivors! (laughs) What's up, y'all? It's your boy Savage O'Malley, a.k.a. Big Skis, a.k.a. Drillbit, a.k.a. Sleepy Hollow, a.k.a. The uh, Hip Hop Mandalorian. Hello. Hello. This is the way. Yes, it is. This is the way. Was that Bane? That? No, that was Mandalo. That's Mandalorian? No, no, no. No, prior. This is Mando. That's Mandalorian, yes. I know that. And that's the couch music. It's still good. I gotta tell you, man. Couch or no couch, that music's great. Sometimes we do things, and like, I'm sure, I know, like, people reach out to us, people say things, and we hear comments. I absolutely love the combo about us having a uh, casting chair. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious to me. Yeah, dude. The, the tangents we go off on, man, the 209 tangent is a legit real thing and we get off on some crazy... I mean, the fact that we have you know, three quarters of an episode dedicated to rhinoplasty in some way, shape, or form. How that even fucking happened, I still am baffled by that, but it's amazing. It's like one of my favorite moments like, of the show. What if I told you we had a... Let me say, hey, random stranger. Yeah. What if I told you this week we're going to talk about a casting chair and rhinoplasty? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I hear you, Clorox. It's it, Dude, it's one of my favorite moments in the show, the rhinoplasty moment. It just... You just never know what's going to pop off or what's going to happen, man. Hey, last episode, last week's episode is a perfect example of that. We had set out to talk about music, and we ended up talking about your your job and your, your, your farewell tour at your job, and then we went into... Uh, God knows what got dieting and and new, new year's New Year's goals and Tim Tebow. I got you all fired up with the Tebow, I, man. I, I'll tell you what, man. Yeah, we I, I like, and and this is no disrespect to you, yeah. but like when we're doing this, I feel like you're just you're just doing you. You're doing your thing, right? And I'm doing my thing, but I'm also like watching the clock. I'm working yes. the board. I'm doing this yeah, thing. Yeah. Right? So like in my head, like I've got a timer. Like all right, man. I'm going to finish this story. I'll be about 28 to 29 minutes, and then we can transition into the music. Right, right. right. And then right when I was about 28 and a half minutes, and I was like, oh, and then I did my exit interview, and you were like, oh, an exit interview? Yeah. I've never heard of that before. What was that? Tell me about that. 
12 minutes later. Like, that's stupid. Like, that's the beauty of it. Right. No, no, no. It's I'm, a that, that real wasn't conversation. The, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what makes it real. Like, I was, I, I've, since he's made the move to Spotify, I've been listening to a lot of Joe Rogan. And, and uh, coming from listening to him as a podcaster, I'm just blown away because on average, his episodes are two and a half to three hours. And now, granted, he has a guest. But he said, like, on one of the episodes I watched, there's never a plan. They just sit down and talk. And wherever the conversation takes them is where they go. He, Joe Rogan said, I have no set plan. He's like, I, I don't like when I show up for these other podcasts. And they're like, okay, we're going to ask you about this. And then we're going to go into this. And then we're going to lead with that. And then we're going to close with this. He's like, no, I just go in and... You listen to his episode and he starts off like, hey, Jim, how you doing? Good. How are you? So what's going on, man? And then they just talk, but they talk for three hours. And I truly believe if you and I just stop looking at that clock and let it go, we could have a three hour episode. Not that I want to. What I'm noticing with Joe Rogan is I don't finish very many. I get an hour in on my drive or whatever, and then hour and a half. I finished the Dave Chappelle one because I love Dave Chappelle. But it took me three days. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I think an hour is good for people. If you've got to commute to and from work, it's going to get there. You'll, you'll finish it maybe. You know, you might have to finish it the next morning. But, boy, when you start pushing three hours, and Joe, they get off on, like, you want to talk about tangents, man. They, they, Joe starts talking about are we really here, are we not here in life and the, the universe and molecules. and It's crazy, dude. But, yeah, I, I think an hour is good. It really is. Can I answer your question, sir? Yes. Who are you? It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plan. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. The mask. I love the mask. It doesn't matter who we are. Yeah, it's Bane, right? You know what? One of these days I'm going to watch that. I saw Batman Begins. I saw The Dark Knight. I did not see The Dark Knight Rises. And that's probably the best Batman trilogy. Like, and But I haven't seen the... the I can't say that until I complete the trilogy. It's that, not probably the best. It, it is the best Batman trilogy. The, the rest of them are... There's more than a trilogy in a lot of them. But well... Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the Dark Knight is one of the best movies of all time. Oh, dude, I really thought Batman Begins, the way they broke everything down and explained his story and how he came to be, how he got his training, how he got the Batmobile, how he got the suit. Like, I thought that movie was absolute genius. And then when the Dark Knight dropped, I was like, holy shit, they took it to the next level. Batman Begins was dope. And the Dark Knight, you're just like, whoa. I mean, Heath Ledger. I mean, my God. I mean, he set the bar for the Joker so high, like. It's tough. Anybody that plays the Joker has giant, ginormous, massive shoes to fill. And I, and look, Joaquin Phoenix won won an Oscar for portraying the Joker, as did Heath Ledger, who got a posthumous Oscar. But I still, I don't know. I, I really liked Joaquin Phoenix, but his movie wasn't as good. So you, you still got to go with Ledger for me. Like I would say, on a scale of one to ten, Ledger was a ten. Yeah. And Joaquin Phoenix was a three. A three. Wow, that's low. That's really low. I, I would, I'd give him, I'd give him seven. Uh, I, I liked, I liked the fact that his his laugh was was a tick, and that he couldn't control it. Uh, there were there were there were things they did and he did that I liked, but his movie to me just wasn't as good. Ledger was much more menacing, much more scary. The majority of the Joker is an origin story, so he's a nice guy who's getting shit on for most of that movie. If they do another one with Joaquin Phoenix, we're gonna really then see Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. I don't think really we saw Joaquin Phoenix's Joker until about the last 15 minutes of that movie. We saw him slipping into it and becoming it. It wasn't until he went out on the show with Robert De Niro and was dancing and he shot him and went out into the streets and painted his face with the blood and, and was kind of like crazy at that point. Like. If we get another movie, which I hope we do, I'd like to see what he can do. If we get a whole another movie of that, then I can tell you 100% for sure, like, all right, his Joker. I, I, Ledger was phenomenal, beyond, like, strat, out of the stratosphere. Like, his twist on it was crazy. His whole, he gave him, like, a Midwest accent, like, just crazy twist. But uh, I don't think we saw enough of Joaquin's 
a three i'd say yeah three for what we saw you might you might be right on that because we didn't see enough well that's what i'm saying like and the other part of it too is i mean this. we saw the joker get his ass handed to him and ass whooped for a good majority of that movie like like the first hour and a half but but part of and this is not joaquin phoenix's fault but yeah. like part of the reason that like heath ledger was so amazing mm -hmm. but part of that was christopher nolan Oh, dude, the direction was insane. You know what I mean? But like... Yeah, Todd Phillips directed The Hangover, and all of a sudden they put him in this. A weird choice. Yeah, yeah. so like for me, like it was just like, all right, well, there, here's this amazing character in this amazing role, and then uh, Heath Ledger was like, go ahead and move that from a 8 to a 10. Yeah, he was... And just like... Why so serious? He was great, man. And, 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 and as a whole, Michael Caine... So good as Alfred. I mean, Morgan Freeman. I mean, come on, Morgan Freeman. I've never, Morgan Freeman's like Denzel. Like the movie could be shit and you'll still be like, man, Morgan Freeman's a genius. Like he's just so damn cool. Like even when the movie's shit, he's amazing. So the casting in that all the way, even bringing in Maggie Gyllenhaal to replace uh, whatever her name was in the first movie. I can't even remember. Katie Holmes. He replaced, she was better. Like it just got better. Like. And then, you know, Christian Bale, he's great. Like, just all the way around, like, phenomenal. And the directing, you're right. I mean, Christopher top, Nolan's a genius. Top of your head right now, if you could pick one actor to play the Joker. Uh-huh. Or it would just be entertaining to see, who would it be? Jim Carrey. Okay. Jim Carrey, just because he's, he's, like, insane in real life now. Something's happened to Jim Carrey. Like, he's really, really like next level crazy like you see him in interviews and you're like jim has lost his mind and i feel like he would you remember when he played andy kaufman and he like became andy kaufman like that movie man on the moon like people would like yo i'm sick of jim like get him off the fucking set because he is andy kaufman like you can't talk to him you can't like he's andy kaufman i feel like he's kind of the joker in his normal everyday life so i think and i don't i truly believe there ain't much jim can't do so what about you man Mm, Matthew McConaughey. I could see that. I could see that. He lost all that weight for that one movie, uh, Dallas Tech, Dallas Buyers Club, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, he's he's got a that southern drawl. I could see him putting a southern like tone to him. Like, oh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Could you hear the Joker doing something like? I could totally see that. That's a, that's a good pull, man. I like that. Yeah. Jim Carrey. If you don't do that, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Be a lot cooler if you did. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, man. I think I can see that. I like your choice better, I think. Because Jim Carrey already played the Riddler. But I felt kind of like Jim Carrey played the Riddler more like the Joker. I don't think the Riddler was that crazy. Like, I've already killed seven people. Those are rookie numbers where I come from. You got to pump those numbers up. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> the Joker with Southern Charm. I kind of like that, man. Good, good pull. Good pull. Uh, yeah, so welcome to our second review of The Joker. Like, I, we've done that already, but yeah. Let's get the coldest on the line. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a follow-up Joker review. No, but uh, welcome to the 209 Till Infinity Music Extravaganza. Bro, how did we even end up talking about The Joker right I now? don't know, to be honest. I totally to forgot. I mean, like, we were like, we right, talked man. about 209 tangents, and then we went into a 209 tangent. <laughs> like I, I'm telling you, man. Oh, because I did Bane. Well. Yes, Bane. There you go. Yeah, which I have not seen, and then that took us down the Joker path. I doesn't matter who we are. <laughs> we go off on tangents. It's just what we do, Savage. Are we? My... Bane is like very close to Sean Connery. Though. There is a Connery esque, and you know uh, what's the, what's that actor's name? Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard he's good in that. I haven't seen it. He's uh, they're gearing up for Venom too. He's in, I saw, I've seen, they, they released the trailer. I didn't see the first one, but he's Venom, so, yeah. You know, we sure miss Sean Connery around here. Sean Connery, yes, sure. He was a huge fan of the 209 to the Infinity podcast. Junior. <laughs> I'll take the rapist for 500. <laughs> it's so classic, man. We That's named. therapists. Yeah. Ain't no bum cover. <laughs> so good, man. But yeah, so, um, Bill, yeah, I'm going to hydrate. Is that all right? Yeah, please hydrate, man. <sighs> I mean, water, man. Yes. Wait, what does water taste like? <laughs> good, good point. So since you and I recorded last. Hey, Bill. Yeah, go ahead. 
<laughs> what are you gonna do? He's giggling what, over what it, like a schoolgirl. Hey, Bill, what's a kidnapper's favorite shoe? Kidnapper's favorite shoe. I don't know. White Vans. Oh. <laughs> Wah, 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 wah. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> dad joke. Dad joke alert. Dad joke alert. All right. I won't cut you off anymore. Get no, into no, the, mu- good. Get into the music before we start talking Yo, about it, Matthew McConaughey playing other roles. That's right. Since we recorded last, or even probably prior to that, we've just had a shit ton of new music. And this podcast, as we've said several times, initially was going to start as a hip-hop podcast. Just to put this into perspective, today is May 24th. Yes. We are going to be talking about a massive onslaught of music that came out basically during all of April. Yes. And so what happened was, as we talked about already in previous episodes, and if you've been listening, thank you very much for being a part of that. Uh, Mostly for Savage. Uh, Apparently I'm talking in the third person now. Yes. Savage. Savage had a very busy April. Yeah, he did. Uh, uh, being in Hawaii, not Hawaii. Yes, Hawaii. Hawaii. That's right. Yes, Hawaii. Um, and then leaving the job and all that stuff. So, like, there was other things that were, like, to talk about. And, uh, but that led us to get back here so we could talk about the music. There was so many things that like music we had talked about like in 2020 there was no entertainment right very little streamable stuff like it was new like shows and 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 miniseries all got postponed the one thing we got like just assaulted with was music because people have their own studios in their house and right and then like we got to early 2021 and the music kind of stopped. Yes, it like did. It was yeah. really slow. And then, like, all the entertainment started picking back up. Right. Lots right. of new shows and movies were coming out and things were streaming and all of these things as the world slowly started to open back up. Well, April was a little bit of music or well, a lot of bit of music. And it all kind of came at once. A lot of bit. A lot of bit. I like that. A lot of bit. Put a patent on that. Bucky and the Bird and a lot of bit. Yeah. I like it, man. Well, he's called my brother a little bit. Did you? Okay. Because he's the littlest. So would you be a lot of bit then? Little bit and a lot of bit? Yeah, drill bit and little bit. Oh, drill bit and little bit. I got you. I got you. I like it, man. A lot of bit. Okay. I'm telling drill you, bit, a lot of bit. <laughs> and, and Tiffany. Yes. Sweet tea. Sweet tea. That's what's up. That's what's Hello. Up. Great nickname. Uh, yeah. So uh, we got a few things to talk about. Yeah. Um, Where are we starting? That's the real question is, what do you start with? We're going to unpack well, all let this me just, music. Let yeah. me just tell you this. I'll yeah. start here, and maybe this will fire things up. All right. Kind of fire it up, Pioneer. Fire it up. All right. What do you got? What are we going to start with? It's old. Yeah. Old habits die. Right. <laughs> did I ever tell that story, Fire it up, Pioneer? I think no, I did. No. Maybe not. So not. anyway, I used to play a, a little league, obviously, in Amador County, and there was this guy that uh, used to always coach or help uh, one of the pioneer teams yeah yeah, yeah. play up at molly joyce yep yes and, we did uh, one of the guys that. on the team was jason pepper that's uh-huh. all i remember about that guy or that team but like we used to go up there like joe banyan i think was on that team we used to go up there and wreck those guys um and oh dang mm. yeah i can't deny it i'm a straight rider anyway uh there was this older gentleman who now i mean i don't know how old he was then but he had like a big old beard looked like uh duck dynasty before duck dynasty was <laughs> yeah. a thing and like he'd always look be like ha- most of the people in pioneer yeah yeah, yeah. so like <laughs> he was always like a coach or a helper or whatever with those teams right right and every time we go up there he'd be like all right come on now fire it up pioneer pioneer fire it up fire it up pioneer and that just stuck in my head forever yes it's one of those he'd be like movies. come on d up here we go stop this guy fire it up pioneer and then i did a three-run bomb Boom. See Get ya. out of here. Soda Creek represent. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. So anyway, uh, you posted uh, the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago now, actually, but um, the uh, it was the Mudmouth album and the Locksmith album. Correct. On, on an album. Yeah, a, yeah. Lock a, Sessions a, Volume 2 and Mudmouth. And yeah. uh, I'll, I'll just tell you this. We have a lot of things we're going to talk about. Yellow Wolf, Snoop Dogg, da, da. And, and to me, and, this, and you know. How yeah. much I love Locksmith. Yes. Like, that's not even an album to me. Yeah. Okay. Because we already heard that shit. Yeah. There's one song that wasn't on there. It's one new track. Like, we literally heard all of that last year. It's one new track. Yeah, yeah. He gave so, us- for me, it's not, it's very much, it's very similar to 
one of the things that I dislike about, and you got, you know how much I love Tech Nine. It's one of the things I hate about Tech Nine. Right. Is that mini EP, mini EP, mini EP, mini EP? I'm dropping the album. Well, I've heard 80% of the album by the time Tech Nine album drop. Correct. Correct. But Locksmith is even worse. Because there was only one song that wasn't on there. Right, Like, correct. Tech will drop an album, there'll be 14 tracks, and there'll still be, like, three or four new ones. Right. Locke just put them all on an album and called it an album. So what Locksmith did was he gave us, from April, when he dropped, in, I don't know, is it the beginning of April, he dropped the With God, was the first one. Um, With God dropped in April. And he proceeded to give us 17 more songs throughout the year. So this this album is 18 songs. And only one new track. So from April until now, Locksmith has given us 17 songs. So you're averaging more than a, way over a, more than a song a month in the span of a year. Now we're in May. But as of April, he'd given us 17 tracks. Correct. So, and he put those all into what he did was, they, it was single upon single upon single for anybody who doesn't know or listen to Locksmith. It was single after single after single after single. And then he compiled them all into one album and put one new track on there for 18 tracks. So that was 17 tracks, essentially, that mostly through 2020. Yeah, that were just him. So that uh, With God dropped at the beginning of April. And from the beginning of April, yeah, April 2020, from the beginning of that until April now, he gave us 17 locksmith tracks. Altogether, I think I calculated it at 21 songs, but there were songs where he featured on, like there was a song with Jaron Benton, there was a song with Echo, there was a song... I, I want to say he gave us in 2020, uh, up until from April to April, he gave us like 20 or 21 songs actually, but only 17 of those were straight locksmith tracks. Um, so I agree. I, 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 now here's my thing. Yeah. Like, and I've thought about this cause I knew we were going to talk about it. Yeah. I understand the business side of it. Yeah. I understand it's 2020 locksmith has talked about other artists have talked about like, the problem is you have to stay in people's mind. You have to stay relevant. around. You have to stay relevant. Yeah. If you drop, like, perfect example. How long did people wait for Busta Rhymes' album? Forever. Years. He years, finally years. dropped it, and yeah. it was hot yeah. for two weeks. Yeah. And then nobody talked about it anymore. Right. And and so, but what Busta did was he gave us three versions of the album. Like, oh, here's another version with three more songs. Here's another version with three more songs. Here's another version with a remix. Like, that's how he, that was his deal. Like, right. But like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and so I understand the business side. Correct. Of it. Correct. The other side of that is this. I'll tell you right now. If Locksmith hadn't done anything. Yeah. And then dropped this album. Yeah. This would probably be one of my favorite albums of all time. Right. Like so many good tracks. Yes. The problem for me, Savage O'Malley, the hip hop Mandalorian, right. is this. So many of those good tracks, I've already listened to like 60 times or 100 times right. those tracks. Right. So like I'm like, what's the first track? Dear God or, uh, or not? With God. With God. Yeah. Right. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I was like, oh, I like the song, and I listened to it once when I listened to the album, but then, like, I didn't want to go back because I've already, like, saturated my brain with it. Right, right. And there's other stuff that's newer, some other stuff that, you know what I mean, that I... Sure. So that that's my only problem with it. Like, I don't want people to think, oh, it's not that good, or, like, Scott doesn't like it. It's just that I've already listened to the album. Yeah. Okay. For all of 2020. Like, we... How many times do we have that, like, and when we get a song that we like, like, that just, we throw it in a playlist and we like, you know. Absolutely. I, no. I listen to more music in 2020 than I've ever listened to in my life. Lots yes. of time in the garage, lots of time in, lot, you know what I mean? Lot, no concerts. And right. Lots of new music. So, yeah, absolutely, man. No, I feel you. I was. Like, I drowned myself in that. Initially, I was disappointed that there was only one new track. And, uh, uh, you know, out of all these songs, the new track is good, but it doesn't compare to a lot. Now, that being said... You and I being from the 90s, the golden era, where we got our music handed to us all at once. We didn't get, you know, you might get a single, maybe a second single on the radio, and then you got the album. But you didn't get 17 songs before it got released on an album. I feel like, for me, 
I do look at this as an album because this is the way an album should be digested. You and I have talked how much of a pain in the ass it is to go from single to single to single and try to line them all up. You basically have to create a playlist with all the singles just so you can listen to it like an album. So what Locksmith did is basically just curate this into a playlist. And what I will say is you're absolutely right. With God, Blasphemy, I listened to those. I wore Quarantine. I wore some of those songs out. So it wasn't super exciting, but and and I was on my initial reaction was disappointment. Like, damn, Locke, only one new track. The fuck, he gave us 17 over a year and 20-something if you count his features. But what I found was there were some songs I glossed over that I didn't listen to in heavy rotation because the music was coming so fast and furious that I have now gone back to because he put them all into one album and I've fallen in love with some tracks. Uh, one that really comes to mind that I really did not pay attention to was the check-in with Mark Battles and Jag. When he dropped that, that was, I want to say, right on the heels of Blasphemy and I was loving Blasphemy or was somewhere in there. And I remember thinking, meh, it's just okay. You know, it's it's fine, but I'm ready for the next one next. And then you get another one. So you forget. I love the check in. Like it's rare to hear Locksmith out of his like, you know, Locksmith likes to talk about politics and relationships and the grind and the hustle and and what's wrong with society. This is a song where Locke is just like, yo, I'm checking in. Tell your girl I'm in town. Like you don't get that from Locke very often. Like he's like, yeah, we're spending all the money. Tell the hotel we're not checking out. Tell your girl I'm here. Like it's a very rare verse from Locksmith and he does it well. I dig that shit. Uh, Trump versus Biden. I did not like that song initially. I was so sick. We were in the middle of the election. I was so tired of Trump. I was so tired of Biden. I was so tired of hearing about all that. And I'm not a politics guy. One thing you get from this podcast is you and I don't go politics. I don't understand politics. I don't like politics. I don't get why things should be so much simpler and they just aren't like. So I ignored that song. I thought the concept was hokey. But man, that beat, that the piano in that beat and that bass line and the things that Locksmith is saying, the fact that he's rapping from both of their perspectives, Trump and Biden, and he's doing it in the form of like a debate and he, and he gives you negatives on both sides. He's not catering to one side more than the other. He makes them both kind of look like shit in what he does. Um, yeah, genius. I, I, I didn't, and uh, what's the, from a distance. I glossed that song over, dude. I did not listen to that track. Um, you know, the story of a soldier writing to his son and saying what he's trying to do to help his son out, but he may have made a mistake and mom doesn't like it and the government's doing this. And and the what's the dude's name? Martin Luther McCoy, who sings on the end of that? Oh my God, dude, beautiful. Like, I would encourage, please, if you only listen to one track on this album, listen to From a Distance, because I ignored it. So yeah, no, I get, I totally get what you're saying. Can I tell you this? I'm relieved. Because when I put that post up of me holding up these two albums and saying how amazing they were, and I couldn't wait to talk about it, and you're like, you and I are going to argue because I've had a couple weeks, and uh, and I'm going to say something you're not going to like. I was like, if he doesn't like this new Yellow Wolf album, I might have to end the podcast. Like I'm like, you can't not like the new Yellow Wolf album, dude. So I'm going to be honest with you. I'm relieved. Because <laughs> I, oh, we're I, still going to argue. Yeah, are we going to argue still oh, yeah. about the Yellow Wolf album? Okay, well, I'm looking forward to that too. Um, but I get what you're saying, dude. I, it's it, we've heard it, but it, it's not. And, and it, like I yeah. said, it's not. I'm not bashing it at all. Like yeah, yeah. if this had been released, like, and, and maybe this is just me being stubborn and old man Scott, you know. Back when I was a kid, no. we would get an album, and that'd be the first time we heard it, right. and it'd be so great. Now it's like, here's a single, there's a single. You've already heard the whole thing. No, it's the truth, man. And I got to tell you, my initial reaction was disappointment. I at least expected three or four more songs. I can't stop talking like this now. <laughs> Shit. I wanted now th- I have to pee. I want. <laughs> I just did that. I wanted three or four new tracks, and I, we didn't get it. We got one. But what I will say is these songs are phenomenal. There really isn't a... I don't think there's a bad track. There's definitely songs that are better than others, but I think for the most part, the out the, the singles he gave us are all phenomenal. It's great to have them in one place and be able to listen to it like you and I grew up listening to it. 100%. And uh, and I, and I'm and I'm glad that I'm rediscovering some songs that I kind of glossed over in the process. 
I will tell you this, and this is one of those things that we've talked about several times. It's all what you identify with or what relates to you. Right, right. Right. My favorite song on this is and has been from a distance. Yeah. You I remember you connected early with Well, that. I have a son in the military. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. for me, like that hit home. That was heavy. That was like, you know, re like because he's telling a story and he's talking about basically government cover up. And, yeah, it's, you know, br- it's, it's brilliant. It's fantastic. And I glossed it over. And that yeah. dude on the end, oh, people, God, singer, his singer. voice is phenomenal. Martin Luther McCoy, I'd never heard of the dude before. It's be- It's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful message. I, uh, yeah, I would ask anybody in the 209 Infinity podcast, listen to that and tell us what you thought. The good news is, yeah, if you haven't been listening to Locksmith, throughout 2020 with the little singles that were dropped here and there and then you go back and listen to it now you're gonna think this album's phenomenal yes oh yeah it's phenomenal i can tell you uh like i said i thought if if this had dropped like old school like we get albums this might be one of my favorite albums of all time. oh and dude webby did it uh, does it a lot where we get single upon single and then he throws it in an album but he does give us three or four new tracks and you don't know with webby what's one what's gonna make the album and what's not so there's always that kind of mystery there where he keeps you guessing which which is kind of smart i'll give him credit for that and uh but there's still sometimes a disappointment because if you didn't like the singles as much which webby had kind of let us down a little bit in the past then all right all right you put all these singles onto an album dude but i didn't care for him that much then you're in trouble at least with lock I'm loving these singles. Like, there, there isn't a dud in my book. There ain't a clunker on this one. Right. So, all right, that was Locksmith, The Lock Sessions, Volume 2. Transition. Next up, Snoop Dogg. Yes. From the streets to the sweets, right? That's the name of it. Yeah, and not like, uh, you know, Snickers and Baby Ruth. Not those kind of sweets. No, like the hotel suite. The yeah. lobby, the suite and the, the penthouse yeah. suite. Yeah. Not like, hey, yo, I used to be on the streets. Now yeah. I'm all about that creme brulee, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I like, I like it. I, I like mean, it. I do like a nice creme brulee. Yeah, yeah, No, it's that, good. That crispy, you know, burnt sugar. <laughs> yes. Oh, forgot about it. Forget about it. Forgot about it. So what'd you think of, what you think of Uncle Snoop's latest offering, man? Hey, Bill, mind your business. Okay. Mind your fucking business. Come on. <laughs> analyze this or analyze that? I don't know. Uh, I loved it, man. I thought it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I thought that it was, it was... Funny how some songs are so much louder than others when yeah. that background music. Well, it gets the you. funny thing is, is like yeah. when we go back and we listen to it, because yeah. we're fans too. Yeah, you can't tell. No, but in our headphones, I'm like, God, what are you? Eminem, Jesus, Louise. Yeah, dude, I know it's insane. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Uh, no, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, one of my favorite things about the album. Uh, there's several things I like about the album. One of my favorite things about the album is there's. Uh, there's a lot of Bay influence oh, in the, so in, much in the sound. Yeah. And uh, the song Gang Signs. So good. Uh, the third track on the album is the one that we saw him singing in his Instagram live. Yes. Like seven or eight months ago. And we were like, yo, what the fuck song is that? Yeah, yeah. That is badass, right? Yes. You know, and he's like, you know, the Bay Area banger. Yeah. You know, oh, produced man. by the mechanics. Yeah. I've never heard of these guys, but they do two of my favorite songs on the album, Gang Signs and Get Your Bread Up. To me, they those beats bring out 90s Snoop. To me, that's 90s raw gangster Snoop. I've, I'm ashamed I never heard of these dudes. You never heard of them before this album? I never heard of the mechanics. That oh does my not gosh. ring a bell, dude. I, I oh, they're they're yeah. all they're 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 40s guys. I was gonna say they've been all over 40s. Some of these the beats, stuff. some of these beats remind me of the beats from um, the E40 Be Legit collabo album. Like the mechanics are doing that old school dope fiend beat too short. Like I could have heard too short on it on both of those tracks. That's that old school like slapping thunderous baseline the dude crazy man but yeah they got the tagline it's the mechanics and, and i'm just like yo these dudes man i am ashamed uh, i want a whole album snoop and the mechanics, the mechanics. see there's their tag i mean that's old school snoop right there shined up my shoes and yep. jumped in my ride feeling like a pimp doing 55 in a 57 clean as a revenue i mean you could totally hear too short on that like it's just um but yeah you're right the bay influence he leaned heavy you got a rick rock track with the uh, the ceo um 
and even I don't know if it's all Bay producers, but even the ones, the whole album, just in general, he he leaned into that vibe big time, mm-hmm. man. Talk that shit to me. That's another great one that has kind of a Bay vibe. I, I, yeah, it's it's a solid album, man. From uh, I don't think there's really, I could I could live without you know me. Uh, that beat. Listen to that bass line. That sounds like doggy style Snoop. Like when Snoop gets on certain beats. The beat inspires the rapper. That sounds like doggy style 1992 vintage Snoop Dogg. Absolutely. On Highway 110, doing about 110. Yeah, it's so good. Man. I uh, I feel like this is a very very solid album. You know, you know me, man. I could do it out the club banger. So. What's the one, let your booty do the talking or make your booty talk or whatever? Uh, Bill, let's say it with your booty. Yeah. <laughs> say it with your booty. Come on, girl. Yeah, say it with your booty. See, now you're going to like it even yeah, more. I, I I'm, not a, I'm not a big, I could live without that track. Um, there's a couple where I feel, feel like like roaches in my ashtray, like with the dude who kind of sounds like Nate Dogg on autotune. And it's Snoop doing Snoop, just kind of in cruise control. It's not bad. But it don't blow me away like gang signs or get your bread up or talk that shit to me. Like, talk that shit to me is the one where Snoop throws his jabs at Eminem. And I like the fact that he left that in. He didn't change the lyrics. You know, when he comes at Superman and he says kamikaze, there's a kamikaze line. That's Snoop bar for bar. That's a bar fest for Snoop. He does the lines where he, like, starts every word with the same letter. Yeah, man, I, I thought it was a fun album. It's short, which I like. It's not too long. Doesn't give you time to get sick of it. Solid effort, man. I, I, you know, I'm not like blown away by it, but there's enough on there that I'm like, yo, good, good job, Snoop. I tell you what, I like it a lot. I think it's uh, it's really, really good. There's very few. There, there's not any track that I don't like, like at all. Right. Um, and uh, say it with your booty. And uh, <laughs> you feeling that way? Uh, no. no. But like I don't hate it. Like it's 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 perfectly good. Like when I'm in the car and I'm I on the freeway I and I'm rolling. It. I got to admit, I skipped that one, man. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, that's all right. You know, you gonna listen to it now because you're gonna be driving home being like, say it with your booty. <laughs> say it with your booty. <laughs> that dude just sounds so goofy. That's the beauty of it. Bro. Yeah, but it's great to uh, be brought uh, cocaine back. He's got the he's got his dudes from the East Siders on there. It's it's a solid, just another solid effort from a dude that's been in the game for over 30 years now and doesn't doesn't cease to amaze man i will tell you this man um and this is before we get into uh, michael wayne can we just drop something from mount westmore already yeah with all the goddamn posts yeah. sorry for using the gd but no, like we, we it got when was the damn when was the damn e42 short thing like january Something like that, yeah, yeah. When when it, when it got leaked about Mount Westmore, we're in May, like, and now there's like posts all over the place, and like they're constantly like, just give us something, dude. That album's supposed to drop in June. I know that they whatever the song was they did at the at the Triller boxing match, um, they they're filming a video for that. So I'm guessing I just I don't understand why. They, here's the opposite, right? Locksmith gave us 17 songs all year. We can't get one from Mount Westmore. Like, come on, man. Like, everybody's watching the video of the live performance. Hey, take the live performance from Triller, fast forward eight minutes in, and they do the single. Like, it's like literally, like, that's how you have to hear it, man. Like, we can't, I don't know. I'll tell you what, I'm going to be so pissed off if that album is boo boo. Yeah. I'm going to be pissed. I told, dude, I said, is this, is is it going to live up to the hype? I did a post, man. Like, um, because yeah, so we're getting a video, which leads me to believe we're going to get a single. And what I keep hearing is some, at some point in June, we're getting that album. So maybe they're going to do that. They're going to actually go old school and just hand us the album. So you're going to have time to be like, either this is good or this is real bad. Like, you know, you're going to, am I going to mess it. with this or am I going to mess with that? Yeah. You're you know going to have I mean? time to analyze it. <laughs> Next album on the menu. Let me drop. Let me let me just drop some dates on you. All right. Are you ready? I am ready. February nineteenth. Yes. April 9th. Uh huh. April sixteenth. Okay. April twenty third. Okay. April thirtieth. All right. That's Yellow Wolf dropping five albums. Correct. 
in two months' time. Insane. Now, one thing that we did say when we were talking about 2020, when there was just like a massive influx of songs from like everyone in the world, is we got absolutely nothing from Yellow Wolf in 2020. Right. Correct. He went went silent. Ghetto Cowboy dropped in November of 2019, was phenomenal, one of our best albums of the year. Yes. Then we literally heard nothing from him in 2020. Zero. Yeah. Like he was filming videos and driving around in Trans Ams and stuff and like in the in the like we get it we've talked about the YouTube game is important because you get more money from the videos and things like that so it he, was literally a year later before he even really started promoting Ghetto Cowboy Heavy because he dropped that album and pretty much a few months later we went into quarantine lockdown and it was almost a year to the day that he was like all right I'm going to give you a video from this song and here's a he couldn't tour on it he couldn't right, he, he was right. he, he was two dates in and had to cancel the tour the Ghetto Cowboy tour so um, so, so we got so, robbed of that. So, so here, here we, we we already talked a little bit when the Yellow Wolf Black Sheep album came out. We already talked about that in a couple, uh, you know, a couple months ago. Yeah. How Yellow Wolf killed it. Yes. Some of the beats we really liked. Some of the beats were not okay. Right. Didn't really like. You weren't on Caskey. Some of the stuff that Caskey did, I was okay with. Yeah, yeah. Not he can enough. rhyme. Right. It just when you're hearing Yellow Wolf drop those fire bars and give it 110, percent nobody's gonna sound. Nobody's going to blow my mind after Yellow Wolf. And I think right. that was not Caskey's fault, but right. you team up with somebody, you duel up like that, you're going to get uh, it's tough. Right. The first album he dropped in April was Turquoise Tornado, which was with, with which is with Riff Raff, which you are not a fan of. He's basically a flaming dumpster fire. He's not talented. Uh, I mean, obviously, somebody thinks he's talented because he, he's got a fan base. Somebody. I didn't uh, even listen to that one because I think he's such a joke. I couldn't bring uh, myself to so do it. So a couple of the songs on the, on the album... We've already heard Million Dollar Mullet came out a couple yeah. months before. Yeah. Beats cool. Yellow Wolf kills it. Riff Raff kills it, but in a different in a way. In a different way, yeah. One of them kills it good. One of them kills it bad. Yeah. Um, and then the other song on there that was single was released was Tiptoe Fort, which you absolutely hated, but I absolutely loved, mostly because I loved the super fucking 80s beat. Yeah, yeah. And Yellow Wolf's verse is fucking phenomenal. And then I didn't even listen to anything else. Although I am seeing here, there's a song on here with Struggle Jennings uh, and Yellow Wolf and Riff Raff. I'll probably go back and check that out at some point. But for the most part, I didn't really listen to any of that because Riff Raff is Trish, Trish Trash. Yeah, and, it's, and you just know you're going to get a fire verse from Yellow Wolf and you're going to be bobbing your head and enjoying it. And then you're going to get what, like you said, garbage. So it's like, I don't want to be constantly disappointed for seven or eight tracks. Like, oh, this is so dope. And then, ah, shit. Now, that brings us... Two, yeah, the release of Slamafia, Mile Zero, and Mudmouth were the next three uh, for the next three weeks, uh, the last three weeks of April after uh, the first one with Riff Raff, which was like, uh, to me, it was like a, when you get an appetizer and somebody orders else orders an appetizer and they're like, oh, we're going to get an appetizer. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. What are you going to get? Uh, this clam thing. I'm right, gonna enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna wait for my meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's. Uh, um, I skimmed. I skimmed the Slum Mafia album. I didn't really give it a solid listen, so I. It's probably not fair for me to judge that album. From what I can tell from all these projects, and I've already said this, is Yellow Wolf never phones it in. He gives 110 percent on all his verses. I may not necessarily like the features, and to me, after Turquoise Tornado. Um, and the Black Sheep album and this album, to me, the beats all started to sound the same. And that's the main problem I have is the one thing I love about Yellow Wolf is he really mixes it up on his solo projects, usually with the beats. But these are feature albums and these are bringing in other producers and other artists. So I get that he can't do that. But that's one of my favorite things about Yellow Wolf is the live instrumentation meets the hip hop, meets the country, meets the rock. Um, and these all kind of sounded like trap club, like current sounding production, like uh, you know, like 808 bass drums and real simple keyboard licks. And so, yeah, I skimmed the Slamafia, but, you know, I, I could clearly hear Yellow Wolf was doing his thing, but there wasn't enough there for me to like warrant like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sit down and really, really dig in and listen. For me, it wasn't until Mile Zero that out of all these projects that I really started listening. You can keep going. Oh, you want me to keep going? <laughs> I thought Mile Zero was dope, just for the simple fact that it's not a perfect album to me, but I've never heard Yellow Wolf do 
I don't think, in my opinion, and you could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think I've ever heard Yellow Wolf do that traditional boom bap 90s style golden era hip-hop. Like, this is DJ Muggs from Cypress Hill. So when I heard they were going to work together, I was expecting, like, Cypress Hill sounding. I was expecting, like, I thought I was going to hear Yellow Wolf tearing up like a insane in a membrane type beat. Or, you know, he also did the jump around beat. He has a very signature sound when he works in the Soul Assassin's Wheelhouse. This sounded more like very soulful with soft drums and light keys and had like a like a jazzy vibe, almost like a DJ premiere, but even more mellow. Like didn't have that boom, bat, real striking hard drums. It was soft. And I never heard Yellow Wolf rhyme over something like this. And he's still doing his thing. There wasn't a lot of hooks. It was like him just going, like spitting bars. And at some points, I thought because the tempo stayed the same, that the album got a little sleepy, like it's a little bit on the sleepy, softer side. But I still enjoyed the hell out of it just because it was so dope to hear Yella do that, like to hear him do something. I've heard him rap on the DJ Paul type beats and the trap beats and the and those type of beats before. I've heard that. I'd, I'd never heard this. So for that alone, that made the album worthwhile. And then you get a, a great feature from Del the Funky Homo Sapien. You get an incredible feature from, man, I'll tell you what. Uh, you'd mentioned Struggle Jennings earlier. He is killing it. On, I, I haven't heard the one on Turquoise Tornado because I, I I didn't give, even listen to that album. But man, his feature on Mile Zero and his feature on Mudmouth, this dude ain't playing around. He came to play. He came to kill it. Like he's going in. Like I've really respected those two verses. But so I really enjoyed Mile Zero. Like I said, it's not like perfect because it kind of has a tendency to to run together and all sound the same. But it's still kind of dope to hear him do that. Like, it's different for him. Did you listen to Troubadour of Troubled Souls? Troubadour of... The, the, oh, the the Struggle Jennings album. I did. I did. I didn't... It's been a minute. When it first dropped, I, I listened to it on the way to work. Yeah. He's he's not fooling around. He's giving it 110% right now. Like, he's he's not playing. Uh, okay. Do you want to touch on Mudmouth before I go, or do you want to wait and do that last? What'd you, what'd you think of, did you enjoy Mile Zero? What'd you think about it? I'd just be curious to hear your thoughts on that. Okay. So, so Slamafia yeah. is better than Mile Zero. Okay. And it's not close. Okay. Slamafia is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a couple tracks on Mile Zero that I like. Yeah. For the most part, it is. It's awkward. It's the first time I've heard Yellow Wolf sound awkward. Uh huh. Like he doesn't. Like he he doesn't. Like we talk about being in the pocket, being in the. You know what I mean? Um, what, what do you call it? Like, is that what you call it when you're like in the in the like comfortable on the beat in the pocket? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. like Red Man's never not in the pocket. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Red yeah. Man's amazing. Yeah, he's the man. Uh, that eighty bars is crazy unreal yeah um also you did a nice job on your little 80 bars post even though you did it wrong about short about 50 bars but yeah <laughs> i mean you did real good on your 30 bars yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. uh there's several tracks on mile zero that i do like um but to me like like it's and you kind of address this a little bit it's the it's like the first four or five tracks and then it just kind of goes to sleep yeah you know it's it's definitely and and and, and like the the track with be real is fantastic crazy. the track was crazy good. with uh with uh struggle jennings is great i like the first one too because it just kind of kicks it off a little bit yeah yeah oh and i will say this i absolutely love god damn it yeah oh. with using jelly roll like yeah, jelly yeah. rolls like he took i don't do you know where that's from no jelly roll did an Instagram story video uh -huh. of Yellow Wolf, like talking about, like tagged him and was like talking about a goddamn proud of you, da 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 da, like yeah, yeah, on yeah. his story. Okay. Yellow Wolf or somebody from Yellow Wolf's camp took that, right, and then made that the hook. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. God damn it. Yeah. You're doing it big, man. You, yeah. You're gonna have so much, you know what I mean? You know, and, yeah. and you, you hear like the story, like you hear him talking a little bit. But like he, the, the actual yeah, damn it, is is, you know, fr yeah, yeah. from him saying it in his Instagram story, and and I don't know if that's how you spell it, G E E Y A T. <laughs> yeah, yeah, damn it, yeah. No, I love that song too. Yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm in I'm in full agreement with you that it does. It gets a little sleepy because 
that they never change tempos like it's the same tempo except for the one with be real it's basically the same tempo the whole time and very similar it's a similar style like and it, so it, it does get a little and I, and I will tell you this I do agree with you and you because you did you did text me this or message me this and I don't think I responded I don't remember when it was but Kasky sounds much better on this yes beat, this flow yes. this tempo I really much better whatever that song is with him I really liked yeah like I like that one Matador like, some people that's that's what they need to be rhyming over like like you find your wheelhouse and uh I'll agree 100%. This is not Yellow Wolf's wheelhouse, but I, I like the fact that after Black Sheep, after Slamafia, after Turquoise Tornado, it was it was his wheelhouse. It was pretty much that the production on all three of those very similar. So when we got to this, and I'm like, whoa, this is way out of left field. Not just out of left field for Yellow Wolf, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know what DJ Muggs has been doing since Cypress Hill. Maybe this is the kind of beats he does now. But I was like, I didn't expect this from either dude. I was expecting a Cypress Hill album with Yellow Wolf. Because can you imagine Yellow Wolf like on the jump around beat or like on the insane in the membrane beat? Like I could just picture him ripping that shit up. Right. So that's what I had in mind. So when it dropped the first listen, I was like, man, what is this? And then upon initial further listening, I was like, all right, all right. Yellow Wolf went outside the box. This is a challenge for him. This is different. And I'd say I probably like about half of it, you know, like real, a lot. Then the other half, I'm just like, it's okay. So I, I, w I would say this, like for me is, and, and this is, this is going to come back to something that we talked about. You had a, a, a gap where you kind of got away from hip hop. Right. And in that gap was the, Three Six Mafia, the club, the going out, like that kind of sound yeah. for five or six years yeah. that you weren't really a part of. Yeah, and I don't dig it. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's the thing, man, is Tons the Mafia, right? Trans Am, Toad the Bag, Lucchese, Still the Man, Don't Need a Cup. Uh, Yellow Wolf's verse on Sla Mafia, the song is like two minutes of pure gold, and Super Geek and Headbanger are. They're, like the entire album is unreal to me um and i don't think they sound the same i'm i am capable or, or not capable i can hear the difference in kind of what's going on there like i understand that it's it's under an umbrella of music for sure like it's, I, a, it's I, a style i get that it's a vibe for um, sure yeah they're not all identical no. beats but it's a vibe it's right. a type and that's what i love about yellow wolf is generally like from song to song generally you don't get the same sounding beat or style like and when we get into Mudmouth, that's what i love about Mudmouth. and i didn't fall in love with yellow wolf until love story where it's like a a potpourri of sounds like i didn't dig yellow wolf prior to love story i wasn't and, a fan like, and and for me turquoise tornado and, and and black sheep was him doing favors for people yeah like that you know what i mean sure like, sure yeah, I'll do an album with you, Bill. No problem, man. We'll, we'll, we'll hammer it out, man. It's going to be sick. We'll do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Fucking riff around. Yeah. <laughs> right? So Mafia was his album. Miles Zero was something like... So Mafia was like something that he needed to do for the South. Like the South hip-hop. Not right, right, the right. South hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, no. Miles Zero was something that he wanted to do for him. Sure. And you can hear it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then... Mudmouth is the Yellow Wolf that we love. Yes. That we fell in love 100%. With. And that's that's where I fell in love with Yellow Wolf. When I say love story, I didn't listen to Radioactive. I didn't li even listen to Trunk Music, which a lot of people consider like the ultimate classic. Like it wasn't until I started seeing videos and songs for for Love Story and I went, you know what, maybe I need to give this dude, cause I kind of thought Yellow Wolf was just another white trash. I'll be honest with you, like, all right, a long haired, skinny white boy with lots of tattoos coming out the trailer, dissing his mama. All right, we already had Chris Rock. We already got you know, Chris Rock. Excuse me. We've got Kid Rock. We got the Insane Clown Posse. We got Eminem. Hey, you remember when I said Hawaii and Iowa? And yeah, you were like, you, you can't get too much more opposite things. Yeah, yeah. Chris Rock and Kid Rock. Very different. Very, very different. different. <laughs> I mean, it just felt like we already, I've seen this story. And then here came Love Story. And that's what, 
the thing about these all these projects was it was Yellow Wolf like pigeonholing himself. Like I just felt like like you still got the fire verses, but it's like I'm gonna do it on this type of beat on this one and this type of beat on this one. Like we know he's still got a rock and roll album coming. Like right, so we got the like current Southern hip hop sound. We got the traditional '90s hip hop sound. We got the rock and roll sound coming. But that's not why I love Yellow Wolf. So I think that's for me why none of these solo projects until Mudmouth blew my mind. Like particularly like because I don't want Yellow Wolf in a box. I want my Yellow Wolf to be an amalgamation of everything that he loves. Do I love country? 100%. Do I love rock and roll? I sure do. Do I like soul? Yep. Do I love hip hop? Yep. Do I love Miami bass music? Absolutely. And I'm going to put it all into an album and create this amazing sound you've never heard before. And to me, that's Mudmouth. Oh my God. I can't stop listening to Mudmouth, dude. I, I can't tell you say enough about this album. Um, I absolutely love my mouth. I, what I will say is I, I really, 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 really liked Ghetto Cowboy, but there's a couple moments where Ghetto Cowboy stumbles for me. I don't have a stumbling block in Mudmouth. I like this album from start to finish. I can put it on in the car, put it on when I'm working in the yard, put it on when I'm working out and let it go. There's no stupid intro with his mama talking. There's no feature from big bub or what, what's the name to cook up the cook up boss i'm sorry but big bub there's no the only feature on this album is amazing it's struggle jennings and jelly roll on the song money other than that he goes in and 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 lets this album breathe and does his thing and to me this album should have been titled trunk music three I feel like this is closer to the Trunk Music sound with all his other influences than Trunk Music 3 was. I mean, I get why he called it Mudmouth because Mudmouth's a killer song. I like that song. But to me, what this album really is, is what we should have gotten in Trunk Music 3. Banging deep bass lines mixed with live instrumentation, mixed with Southern soul, mixed with hip hop, mixed with rock and roll, perfectly blended. I think this is the best blending he's ever done of multiple sounds on one album like i think i still think love story is his greatest album but that album has songs that are okay this is a country song this is a rock song this is a like a folk song i feel like this album blends it all together like better than he's ever done and i start to finish i love it man i i you know i don't really have much negative to say about this one there's no intros no outros no bad features um, Yellow Wolf changes and varies his styles and his flows. He sings, which I know a lot of people don't like, but I love. I think it's a great album. What you think, man? Bill. Yo. If you don't know, now you know. I'm gonna. Baby. I'm gonna. I don't yet, but I'm going to. You Such want my disagreement or you want my agreement? I don't go. Go on, whatever you want to do. Uh, my only disagreement to what you just said is I don't think this should have been labeled Trunk Music Three. Um, cause I think the trunk music is more of a like hard kind of gangster sound. It's got that rattling bass. Though, this dude. to me, if you weren't going to call it Mudmouth, would be like love story too. Yeah, I to can me. see that as well yeah. because it's got more of the soul. Like trunk music isn't about the soul of the music to me. There's some shit that just rattles my spirit. No, no, it's absolutely, absolutely more than love story. Love story didn't have that. Like I, I'll tell you this. It's early. Yeah. I need a little more time. Yeah. This may be better than Love Story to me. And and, and yeah. I uh, no no Love Story I is if you recall one of my top three albums of all time. I get it, dude. I know I hundred percent get it. I I I thought about it. I don't and, want you and, to and, get me and, wrong. And here's the reason. I love Love Story, and I know that you know I like Eminem and Eminem and right. But you can tell that's got a little bit of a shady feel a little bit to okay, it okay. on Love Story. And that's yeah. part of the reason we fell in love with it, right? Not it's huge, but it's there. Sure. This is 100% Yellow Wolf. Right. Like, uh, all of it. Like, he doesn't give a shit. He does his singing. He does his, right? Yeah. It's 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 like, to me, it's, 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 as, it's as close to perfect as he can get since Love Story. I agree. And we've talked about this when we talk about music in the past. Like, if I was to say something, I would be extremely nitpicking. Yes. Right? 
Uh, you said no intros, no outros. Um, I feel like Losers Win Again is kind of an intro outro where you're just it kind of at the bar. It's and an intro like, to Doghouse. Yeah, I yeah. guess you could say that. Because that's like a, a, a minute long. But and he's, and he's singing, singing a little bit. He but sings, like, yeah. I could really do without that. Okay. Um, and another song, like this is totally nitpicking. Um, I like a lot Rocks at Your Window. Yeah. But where it sits in the album, like I'm, I'm getting a groove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the like, if that was at eleven or like two, yeah. like it wouldn't bug me. It's just the but way just, it's placed. Because it, you're like, it's the placement. Oh no! Boom! Bounce! Boom! Oh. Konako or Konoko? Boom! Konoko. Konoko. Yeah. Yeah. Dope! Boom! Right? Yeah. Rocks at you. Oh, I, I was kinda, I was moving, dude. No, no, yeah, no. I agree that that the and way it, that album starts those first five because uh, "Light as a Feather" is dope too, right? And which is which is singing and and and, and then. But it's still hit when he right. rhymes. You know, Billy got bars. It ain't hard to find them. I build them up like zoo animals, and I live behind them. You know, oh goddamn, yellow. God right. damn it, man. Yeah, damn it. it. Yeah, he's so good, dude. It um, I agree. I actually have fought. So, you know, I, I had anticipated a little more friction between you and I on this, but I, I, dude, I thought that this could give Love Story a run for its money. And I agree with you that I would need to sit with it. But if it isn't better than Love Story, it's, 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 if Love Story's A, this is B, it's, but it's a, it's B plus, you right. know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's oh, definitely it, no. its best album. It's, yeah. it's since love story for it's sure. like yeah 97 to 95 percent yeah like it's that close and like and and i might spend another month or two with this and be like i think this is it i think this is better than love story to me i want like, and i don't know so bad dude. oh yeah 100 100 percent. like i told you like and, and that's and that's the other thing i'm really excited about is they talked about Mudmouth is going to be the first full-on American release they're ready for. Remember, remember I told you? Yes. Vinyls, cassettes, yes. like yeah, yeah, all yeah. of that stuff. And I said, even if Mudmouth is terrible, I'm buying the cassette just so I can prop it up here on my little music corner. Right, right, right. right. Which it doesn't, it's not terrible. It's phenomenal. Oh and I can't God. wait to have my Mudmouth vinyl. I told you, man, I was so nervous. That, well, it, I haven't been nervous for a recording session as I was. When you when I put that post up, me holding the the Locksmith album and holding this album, and you're like, Bill, I've had a couple weeks. We're gonna fight on this one. Like, there's it, gonna be an argument. You know, the, you, we're gonna disagree hard, and I'm not afraid to tell you you're wrong. I my initial thought was, he can't not like this album. There's no way in God's green. I you could have hated that Locksmith album, and I wouldn't have been shocked because here's the thing, right? I'm the Locksmith guy. You you dig him, but the same way you're the Tech Nine guy. So if I was to tell you, man, that Tech Nine album, I just wasn't feeling it. You wouldn't be shocked, right? right? You'd be like, okay, he's not your dude. Locks my dude. So if you love a Locksmith album, that's dope. If you're like, eh, you know what? Not the best idea to me. I'd be like, okay, okay, because I'm the Locksmith guy. Right. But you and I are both the Yellow Wolf guys, right. like hardcore. Right. Like, dude, you and I kind of fell in love. I, I I found out about Love Story. I shot it over to you. We fell in love. So I was nervous that you were gonna hate this album. I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I might have to leave early. Like, I may have to just check out, dude, because this album is phenomenal. If he doesn't like this, I don't know what he would like. So I'm so I feel so relieved. It's like a weight's been no, lifted. It, it, it was it was it was all about Slim Mafia and how you felt about that. Because I, 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 I think it's fantastic. I'm gonna go back to it because I'm gonna be honest with you. I skimmed it. Like I I, like fantastic. Like. To me, blows Mile Zero out of the water, and I wasn't blown away by Mile Zero, so I'm and, gonna and, I'm gonna go and, back. And and, and 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 what I do, and you know this, we've been we've been uh, together long enough on this podcast and this music journey, right? Like when I have a take and you have a take, and they're drastically different. Like I kind of outsource a little bit, right? Right. right. Ask yeah, yeah, a yeah. couple people that I know that are gonna check it out just to see. Maybe I'm wrong, and I'll be like, okay, maybe I need to re-listen. Right, so I outsourced a couple people, and they were both in agreement with me. Like, I like some mafia way better. Like, I like I like the beats. I like the way the sound. I can't I honestly it. talk on it other than other than the fact that because I, I skimmed it. Well, I didn't even well and to I it. was yeah. just referring yeah, to yeah. your initial message to me. Like, man, I just I checked out some mafia. Like, it was when I was in Hawaii. Yeah, when so it first like, dropped. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. you were like, I checked it out. I'm kind of disappointed. Like everything sounds the same. Like like I was expecting, hoping for more. Yeah, it was. And then I was yeah. like. 
I listened to it on the plane and then I'll listen to it while I was there and then I was back and I was like, yo, what the fuck is Bill talking about? Like, I love this. I listened to 30, by probably 30 or 40 seconds to each track because I, I'm listening to the beats at that point. I know Yellow Wolf's not going to fail me lyrics. No, yeah, yeah, 100%. I was just going, yeah, I just ate the production. And the other thing is, and this is perfectly okay too, is I understand why you like might like Mile Zero more than Slow Mafia. Like, I understand, because that's, it is the boom bap. It is the little bit of East Coast. It is a little bit of, right? Coming Some, from a Cypress yeah, Hill producer, yeah, which is weird. Something, yeah, something that <laughs> Dell the homo, funky homo sapien. And then, let me just tell you this before, before we get out of here. I love that, that, that uh, if you ever watch Yellow Wolf's story, dude, yeah. right? Sometimes he'll, he'll be running and sometimes like he's very like lets his fans in the front door as far as his story goes. But there's a lot of time where he's driving and he'll just be vibing to music, yeah. right? I've heard him listen to The Loonies, Outkast, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like right? Like people that we li- like, I love that he has this huge music. Um, That's what makes him so dope. No, 100%. That's what makes Mile Zero dope is that his palette is insane. Like when you have a palette where you just love everything and I'm gonna take a little bit, it's like a great recipe. It needs a pinch of this, a pinch of that, a little dashing of this and stir it all up and you get mud mouth. Right. Like, dude, that's why it's so dope, man. Like, yeah. So, so I'm glad I didn't disappoint you. Mudmouth is I'm, phenomenal. I'm relieved. Phenomenal. A weight's been lifted. Phenomenal. Yes. Maybe the best Yellow Wolf album of all time to me. Man. Not sure yet. It's so good. Yeah. Please but if it's to it. not, it's neck and neck. And I was going to s- say, man. yeah, it's right there. It's right there. But when you talk about like, all right, so light as a feather, oh no, bounce, Conoco, and dope, real heavy, real energetic. Um, and then you get to rocks at your window, which is like the halfway point and it kind of stops it. I feel like from rocks on your window down, it kind of is where it's like that's ushering in all right this is the more southern half of the album like not that that southern influence isn't on those tracks but you get rocks at your window very country you know him singing about a friend who's passed beautiful song hillbilly einstein money with struggle jennings and jelly roll losers win again which is the intro song another country type doghouse and homeward bound I feel like he's ushering in like, okay, I gave you the heavy, the high energy. Now here, this signifies country time. Like this is my, I'm gonna get a little more Southern. Cause then you go back to Aquanet and hot and Mudmouth. you know, they, they, they pick up the energy again a little bit, but. Yeah, I'll just tell you this. And you may have seen my personal Instagram story, but I said, inject this in my veins. Yeah. This is the most Southern song on the album. Like, so good, man. I love yeah. this shit. Yeah. I feel the breeze coming in. I smell the smoke on the pen. That country boy killing these motherfuckers. Pulling up in the box, I'm around the bin. Stick in his pocket like trap rappers. Here for the meal, bitch, I brought a bowl. Carry the weight like a pile of nose. Got him clearing their throat like they caught a cold. Who's that motherfucker, Billy? Wicked rockin' cool, hook out in Harlem. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of music. It's a ton of music. It was the the music, the two oh nine music extravaganza. We came to bring the pain. Yes, hardcore to the brain. So step inside my astral plane. Yeah, um, I would. Yeah, I definitely. The calf. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the calf. Yeah, it goes back to our restaurant days, dude. Uh, well, check it out. If you've listened to the Yellow Wolf albums, if you've listened to the Snoop Dogg album, if you listened to Locksmith, if you listened to something that else that recently dropped and we didn't talk about it, maybe we missed it because we've been drowning in all the music we just talked about let yes. us know drop us a comment drop us a dm sliding our dms girl <laughs> hello sliding savages dms i'm married i could get in big trouble for that i'm not co-signing that one savage sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry about that all right buddy get us up out of here you got my it. friend in the immortal words of my man george clinton anything good is nasty but it ain't good unless you play with it so go out there and have some fun my people and until the next time we will see you in the two oh nine savage old mally man peace hard as a pine cone <laughs>